Thanks for listening to the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Podcast. Thanks to FXR. Pulpamex 30 is the code to save with those guys. Phil Nicoletti, never mind him. Enzo Lopes running FXR. Brock Tickle, FXR. Uh, Henry Miller. So many guys are in FXR now. Those guys are taking over the Privateer Island uh, baton, as, as it were. So thanks to FXR Racing for coming on this podcast and supporting the guys. Pulpamex 30 is the code to save with FXR. And Race Tech as well. Motors, suspensions, they do it all. Solitaire guys are running the motors, and uh, they help out a lot of privateers with suspension. They also have service centers all across America. That world-famous gold valve thing, yeah, it really works. They've um, done a good job with that over the years since, like, I don't know, the mid-'80s or something. And uh, they, they do a good job. So thank you to the folks at Race Tech. The best part of it all is if you tell them you listen to Pulp, uh, you can save money uh, on uh, motor work, on uh, suspension, revalve, oil change, whatever it is. Race Tech guys will help you out and uh, send it off. Quick turnaround. Pulp 30, uh, no, Pulp uh, 23 is the code to save with Race Tech. Thank you to those guys. We'll tell you more about the uh, Zools and Seat Concepts, Roost, Namira, Firepower, and Maxis as we, uh, as we go on. But I did want to mention... Maxxis Tires. Uh, Alex, Alex Wright putting in the main event in San Diego on his Maxxis Tires. They've got some new things coming. We'll talk about those when we can. Jeremy McGrath runs Maxxis on his UTVs and probably in his truck and on his mountain bike for sure and on his dirt bike. So Maxxis.com for more information on that. You want to support the uh, those guys and what do they, they make. If it's tires of any sort, they've got them. And I've been using the... Um, minions on my mountain bike so please check that out thank you to the folks at maxis.com and uh we will um I'll tell you more about the other guys later but first up jared lesher two-stroke guy uh really crushing it with the look of his two-stroke i loved it so i had to call him up and talk to him and then later on josh cartwright so uh thanks for listening here we go all right first up on the fxr racing race tech suspension privateer island podcast a gentleman who's uh Doing it the hard way this year out there in uh, 450 Supercross on a YZ 252 stroke and uh, looking forward to talking to him as well. It's Jared Lesher. What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Hanging in there. Um, hanging out in beautiful Hammett, California. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet. Right? Uh, are you able <laughs> right. to? Yeah, you're able to ride up there. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've been at Hammett and then been kind of bouncing back before uh, between Fox and i um, going to go to Elsinore tomorrow. So. Hmm. Yeah, so, every, so everything's pretty dried out then now. Um, yes. Well, yeah. uh, first of all, sick bike. Like, thanks, man. How, okay, so it's like an '87 YZ tribute. Um, yeah. Who came up with that idea? Who did? Who did that? Um, it was really between uh, my mechanic Michael Shaw and Zach Lurie. Um, they kind of came up with the idea and ran with it, and man, it turned out great. I I couldn't even expect it to turn out that good. But yeah. yeah, they they killed it. Um, and then Moto Pro did the graphics, and um, Michael did some other little things to kind of just make it work. And mm -hmm. the gold rims really set it off as well with the with the A kit Enzo stuff. So yeah, um, yeah, no, it looks great. You're I'm way really yeah, you're way too young to remember that. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it, it's good, man. Yeah, yeah for, for for an old guy like me at Anaheim, I walked by because you were at the kind of the start of the pit entrance, and I was just yep. like holy shit look at that <laughs> so that's awesome that's um, awesome so we've seen you race in the last few years and uh yeah. you've been a main event guy uh yeah. here and there uh now you're on a two-stroke and yeah man I i'm not i'll be honest i don't really get it like i am a racer and i would think that you would want to do the best you can 
and a four stroke allows that to you. Now, having said that, you're pretty competitive. So, um, right. but but why the switch? Why why did you want to subject yourself to a to a two stroke? Um, I don't know. Whenever I started riding it, uh, really last year, it kind of just came up as an idea. Okay, and man, we we kind of talked about it, and then got Supercross suspension for it, and I went and rode Supercross um, at the Shoals at Max there in South Carolina. And I don't know, first day I was just like, man, this thing is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and no engine braking as well. Uh, and it, it, it tracked to the whoops really well, which was super surprising to me. Cause I, I figured it would, that would probably be the, the worst spot for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Generally and, like when the, I was a mechanic when the two stroke, four stroke thing was in debate and the four right? strokes were killing two strokes in the whoops. Like, yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. So, and yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is or, um, but yeah, that was super surprising to me. And I don't know. I, I think, I think just the, the amount of fun that you can have on it, it's, it, it's still serious obviously to me. Um, and I want to do really well, but at the same time, it, I think it kind of takes a little bit of the edge off if that makes any sense. No, it does. No, for sure. And I mean, um, you know, look, it's also it's a way to get some sponsors and some attention. People like right. it, you know, right. uh, th- that's that's part of the game. Right. Uh, so I understand yeah, that. Absolutely. I just I just I, for me, I'm like, oh, like, you know, why do you want to like have to work so much harder and, and you know, and, and all of that. But, yeah, like there is the bounce, the bounce side of, you know, guys like Stank and other dudes have done really well on two strokes and you get the attention. And, dude, yeah. I am sure the first two races, your fan interactions crazy. Yeah, no, it's it's been it's been awesome. Um, I mean, better than in previous seasons, and um, yeah, I, I I mean it goes along with it. But I just think that you know the two stroke, everybody kind of looks forward to something different. Um, you know, something that stands out. And yeah, the, I mean, even like as far as the pit setup went, like the hay bales that you know Zach came up with that idea. But even like the hay bales around the pit, like mm-hmm. just old school nostalgia. I mean it was yeah. you know kind of the kind of the point of it but it's honestly man the thing is really really fast i i still need to figure out how to do a great start on it consistently yep. uh-huh um that's been the other the other part that's been a little bit difficult but um no it it is super fast it it, it doesn't i mean it doesn't hold me back from doing any of the rhythms anything like that um and like i said with with no engine braking i think my corner speed maybe has picked up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, and that could be, it could not be, but um, I don't know. It, I don't feel like I'm any worse off on it. Um, but I, I do feel, I, I I mean, I feel like I work just as hard on a 450, if that makes any, any sense, especially when the track is at its roughest and uh-huh. B practice, C practice, second round, yep. you know, first round of qualifying. So a 450 is very hard to manage. I mean, I'm a smaller frame, so yep. I mean, it's very hard to manage whenever you have to cut down the berm so small, especially if your suspension is not set up, you know, just right for that. Yeah, I want to talk to you about the ins and outs of that, but I should make mention, like, you qualified uh, 29th in uh, in San Diego. That you yep. easily made the night show. You beat Grant Harlan and Logan Carnell, main event dudes, Morans. Like, like you're 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 riding well on it. So I don't want to kind of I don't want to make people I don't want people to think that I'm like saying, oh, you you, you know. Your, your garbage right, or right. something. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Right, right, right. You're easily in the night show. You're easily riding really well. Uh, and you. and how much do you like look at? Hey, I'm got to be faster than Stank Dog, which you have been. But he's the other <laughs> dude on two stroke. I mean, there's got to be a little right, bit of right. you, a little bit of you, where you're like, yeah, I want to beat that guy on the two stroke for sure. 
Yeah, no, it, I, I mean, Stank and I are really good friends, so mm-hmm. it's it's more of like a, a friendly, I wouldn't even call it you yeah, know, any yeah, sort yeah. of rivalry. It's just more of a friendly battle in a sense. But, yeah, you, you obviously want to be the first two-stroke, but, right. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Stank. He was the first one to kind of pioneer that, uh, you know, back into Supercross. Mm-hmm. So um, him and, and, and Kat. So um, don't want to take anything away from him. And, you know, it, even last year, like I was super impressed watching Stank and, I did ask him, you know, like, how hard is that thing to ride and, you know, tripling into these rhythm sections, this Mm -hmm. and that, like, how difficult is it? Um, And, you know, he told me it really wasn't much more difficult. So, yeah, I wanted to kind of give it a try. And, yeah, no, it's it's been great, man. It's been a lot of fun. What's, uh, I mean, what's been, like, so I've built some two strokes and then had some real fast guys like yourself ride them. And they're always like, dude, you can come into a turn and cut it sharp. Uh, you can yeah. flick it easy. You can stay low. Yeah. They all make that mention. Is that? Do you notice that too? Yes. Yeah. Very, very nimble. Um, very nimble. It, you know, it, and it doesn't. It it doesn't feel. I mean, I wouldn't say it feels any lighter when I'm when I'm riding oh, it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't notice it as much. I'm sure if I rode a 450 back to back, yeah, um, I would notice a big difference. But um, not being on a 450 for a while and just getting on a two, off a 250F last year, I mean. I've been riding the two-stroke for almost a year now. So, I, I mean, as far as the weight goes, I don't really notice it as much. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, I, man, it is. It's very, very nimble, and you can flick the rear end around. Last weekend was kind of tricky coming after the finish line. Um, you'd three out of that next left. Yep. You go around the, flight, the, the flat-handed right. Yep. And the dirt was so tacky to where, I mean, the two-stroke, it, it kind of likes to break free every once in a while and kind of <laughs> steer with the rear. Yeah. And that was not – I mean, that dirt did not really – it was very difficult to do it in that dirt. It, it was challenging. So yeah. um, that that was one thing to kind of get used to. But um, I don't know. It, it To me, it doesn't feel like it's any more difficult. I, I think that, you know, with the weight and everything and, like I said, no engine braking, I think that it all kind of equals out. Yeah, so I was going to ask you the downsides of it and, and even, like you said, maybe the start. Is that what? Yeah. 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 I would say the, the starts and a, a little bit with the on offs too. Uh-huh. Um, just because it doesn't have quite as much torque and get up as a 450, like that grunt coming off the, off the offs. Um, you get a little bit more wheel spin with the two stroke, obviously. So you kind of have to account for that. Yeah. Um, so, but everywhere else on the track, like if I'm tripling through a rhythm section or tripling, into a rhythm section, hitting a soupy triple, like, I mean, that thing is, it's the, the flick of a throttle of the throttle. I mean, quarter throttle and you're over the stuff. It, I mean, it, it's almost too much power sometimes. It's really weird. And the, the gearing has actually been one of the biggest things too. messing with the gearing, figuring it out, you know, what do you got? You know, on, what do you got on the back of there? 52? Um, we're running a 1350 right now. Oh, okay. But so we, yeah, we've yeah. been between a 50 and a 51. Yeah. Okay. Um, depending on dirt on the dirt so um, um yeah interesting that's been that's been kind of different as well and what about jetting has your guy been jetting it like you've been off or you've been trying things because that <laughs> I, I mean i remember those days yeah it yeah yeah it's been um so when we went to so we went to uh prescott arizona for that arena cross that was a little bit different because we were at elevation there um we did have to rejet it for that but when we got to California, we ran the same jet as we did in Georgia when okay. we were training over there. Yeah, um, which was odd, but I mean, no, the thing, thing's been great. It hasn't been too finicky. Um, cut, you know, knock on wood. But. Yeah, yeah, knock on wood, right? Um, right. No, it, it, it's uh, it's good. Yeah. So on a start, is it 
is it the power? Is it sort of like keeping the front end down? Like four strokes are so much torque and so tractable. Like what? What do you think it is? Or, or can you hear your bike correctly? Or like you know what I mean? Well, like what's the start? Uh, yeah. I was going to say a lot of it is not being able to, you can't really hear the bike yeah. as much. So that's, and it, it likes, I mean, like I, I tried wide open starts cause that's, that's kind of what Stank was preaching last year. He's like, man, any two stroke third gear wide open off a grade, it'll do it. And I tried that one time and I thought I was going to, I thought the clutch was going to burst off the side <laughs> of the motor. And, and the thing, I mean, it almost came to a dead stop and bog before I even got off the grate. And I was like, okay, well I don't, I'm either going to have to change my gearing to do that or figure something else out. So um, very low RPMs in second gear, and it kind of just tracks off the grade has been the best. And then you kind of just get over the front and give it as soon as you hit the dirt. But um, it's very hard to get that same RPM because, I mean, even even with, I mean, a four-stroke to a two-stroke, like, when you rev the two stroke in between, you know, a quarter and a half throttle, that, that power is really weird right there. I don't, mm-hmm. it, it's like right underneath the power band. So it's a really weird power. So I don't know. We're, we've been kind of talking through some things to try to figure that out, to try to get more of a consistent um, start every time. That way I'm not, you know, struggling every time I get on the grate. So yeah. Yeah. See if we can get that figured gotta out. Gotta be a sweet spot, right? Uh, of, it ha- is. of having it, it is. there. Do you have a CDI on there? Do you have ignition on you on there? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, Dan, yep. Dan got a set up. Yeah, because those 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 help those bikes. Uh, uh, yep, a lot. they do. Um, they do. So, do you think, Jared? Uh, do you think you have more support because of this two-stroke thing than you would have if you'd showed up on your 450? Um. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I would say so. I, um, and I I wouldn't even say that we were. I mean, we weren't looking for you know any more attention. I think that we were. Uh, you know, I've been doing this for a while and. You know, I, I don't know how many more years I'll be doing it for. So I just figured something like this would kind of, you know, bring the fans into it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that, you know, help me and support me would really appreciate it, too. So, yeah, um, yeah, no, it's been that's been really cool, too. And everybody seems to really, really enjoy it and appreciate the bike and yeah. the whole get up. So. Yeah, the, the Anaheim one setup was something else for, for an old guy like me. Uh, FMF, Thanks, uh, FMF's been helping out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. FMF's been great. Little D. Helped out a lot. Um, even gave us, gave us a tour of the factory, everything like that, and okay. got to see the, the kind of the makings of everything behind the scenes. And man, that was that was super surprising too, just seeing everything that goes into it. Um, you know, from start to finish. So yeah, but yeah, they've been helping out and doing. Um, so we're doing the drop for January. Okay. And um, it'll be uh, bring back the smoke T-shirts. It'll be a signature <laughs> Jared Lesher T-shirt. Okay. So, um, but it'll also be kind of centered around like the 87 style two stroke. Um, and that shirt will be centered around that. So it will be a Jared Lesher signature t-shirt, but it won't be specific enough to where, you know, everybody's going to be like, Oh, it's just a Jared Lesher t-shirt. It, yeah. it should be a really cool eight, you know, tribute to an 87. Yeah. Um, and beach creations kind of helped us out with that as well. So that was really, really, really cool. Um, and they're helping out or FMF's helping out. Um, so We'll get um, ten dollars towards each purchase um, if you use my code and the link in my bio on my Instagram. All right. What is your Instagram? Um, people, tell people what your Instagram is. Um, it's jlash. It's at jlash four twelve. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then if you go to that that link in my Instagram, you guys will get ten dollars off the drop in January, um, and then that ten dollars will go to our program um, and help us out as well. Well, I have. Um 
I have a, a ten dollar link too from the drop because I'm I'm a member, but I will let people use Perfect. your your Perfect. link and not You're mine. You're the man. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Thank so you. So check it out, everybody. Help it out. And uh, Little D, of course, dude. He, Little D, is a two stroke fanatic. He's bound. He's pounding that drum. You know the whole time. Absolutely. So, yeah. He, Absolutely. He loves it. So, uh, who does your motor? Who does cylinder and head and all that? Uh, Derek Harris, oh, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep, so that's yep. what he's doing. So, Yep, we got a motor package done from him, um, and then we actually have another motor there right now. He's doing the same thing to that one. And then once we go over to Houston, um, we'll go do some testing with him um, and kind of get that thing even more dialed in than it already is. So Ooh, nice. that'll be great, too. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you have different themes through the year you're going to do? Do you have different graphics? Um, like, do you have ideas? So or? We, got, we got an idea um Kind of have a couple ideas for Tampa since it's the military appreciation. Oh yeah, okay. Um, and then I, I mean, I believe we'll be changing um, graphics throughout the season as well, just because um, FMF will be just be doing that for January. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and uh, flies on board with you. It looks like. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Flies been helping out a ton as well. Yeah. They've been a huge help. Um, shout out to them, and yeah, that's right. been that's been a great relationship. What? Uh, how have how have the races gone? We talked about riding the bike, we've talked about qualifying and you know, that kind of thing. How are the you know? Is it just starts or like are you are you happy with the way things have gone the first two weeks? Do you wish to be closer? I think you were like tenth or something this week in the LCQ last time I looked or something. Um, how, <clears throat> yeah. How's how's the results been for you? Um, I, I mean, I I think we're. I mean, I'm pretty happy with last weekend um as opposed to the first weekend just you know how i felt on the bike overall mm-hmm. um but obviously the first weekend wasn't very good to judge off of just because of the way the track was but yeah. um no i i think this past weekend in san diego was a good was a good leap but um i don't know man i i, I really want to be a main event guy and i i believe that i can so um i i think that i do have the speed i just got to limit my mistakes in the heat race i was running right there behind dino for a minute and mm-hmm. missed one of the whoops and my short legs man i i cannot miss a whoop if i <laughs> if i miss a whoop it, it ends up bad it's so. trouble right right yeah it's trouble so um i got to clean that up and, and but then again everybody's ripping i mean all the way back to the last spot everybody's ripping so yeah um it's I think, but yeah, you, you were also in the just clean laps. You were also in the honestly. much harder heat this weekend, I think. Yeah, like the yeah. other heat was a little easier, I think. So yeah, and I I try not to even look at that, but okay. going into it, yep. I just try to try to put you know just sure. try to keep my head straight and right think forward. But um, by the way, I want to thank the folks at FXR and um, and Race Tech for coming on this on this podcast as well as uh, Maxis Firepower Roost Namira. Zool's Seat Concepts. The Seat Concepts guys, proudly handmade and developed in the USA by true motorcycle enthusiasts. Seat Concepts offers a wide variety of seat options from stylus replacement covers to complete seats, various height and widths as well. Uh, great seat company supporting a lot of riders out there. Eat Seats incorporates a proprietary foam formulation designed to provide unmatched support and impact dampening. Code is PulpMX23 to save at SeatConcepts.com. Please check those guys out, and uh, we thank them for supporting the podcast. Uh, Jared, last year uh, you, you made yourself into the uh, Yamaha LCQ race in uh, in Salt yeah. Lake, and uh, and you're in the points again. So, uh, yeah. yeah, how'd you do there last year? I don't even remember. Uh, I think I ended up eighth. Okay. All right. How much right did you make? There. How much did you make? I don't know. Uh, I could probably look it up, but... Um, 
Yeah, I don't quite remember. Was it good? I don't even. I, it was. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was right. good. Yeah, right. we were happy with it. As long I, as you were I happy. More, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was more happy with the money than I was the result because I I started way way in the back. I got bumped <laughs> off the track in the first corner, so. <laughs> It was a little chaotic. We needed some. A little, yeah. We needed some water thrown down. We really could have used. Yeah, that. a little, little chaotic, <laughs> but yeah. Right. Nonetheless, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Did, you didn't almost kill Wageman, did you? When he was laying there crumpled in a heap. I hope. No. Okay. Luckily, luckily, I was I was already too far behind to where <laughs> I wasn't close enough for that to, <laughs> yeah. to matter. So right. Oh, uh, that's that's good. Yeah, good to hear. Uh, we've yeah. seen you do. Like I said, I've seen you in some main events. Seen you at the nationals. Um, you happy with the way things have gone for you? I always think you're from Michigan. I don't know why. Uh, you're from PA, you, you, and you yeah. live in Georgia, which I knew the Georgia part, but I think yeah. I've called you Michigan a few times, like in fantasy pots and stuff. I don't Possibly. know why. Right, I don't know why. But uh, <laughs> you happy with everything that's been, been, been going on for you? Yeah, I mean, you're always striving to do better, I think. Yep. But um, overall, I, I think, yeah, um, I I wouldn't take anything away from it. I. I really do think this year, um, you know, with being on the two stroke and, um, I don't know, I, I would love to put it in a main event, a couple main events, however many it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know how long it's been. I think Stank told us 2010 was the last time somebody's been in a, in in a, a 250 main. Yeah, in a 450 main. Uh, yeah. Right, 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 right. I don't even know who that would have been. Willard did it years ago. I think he was a 125 guy, though. Um, I got you. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who it would yeah, be. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know what that. We thought it was uh, David Villeman for the longest time, but we we weren't sure. Yeah, um, that that was 2005, right? I think. Um, uh, yeah. 07, I think. Or, oh, or, yeah, somewhere some yeah. 06 or seven. Oh six, yeah, oh six with the uh, with the uh, Texas uh, Honda team. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Um, yeah, that would be that would be cool, and the fans would love it. Like they yeah. they, they would do oh, yeah. it, you know. Absolutely. Um, oh yeah. So, all right. So, are you are you traveling? Like, obviously, you're in California right now. But are, what's your yeah. what's your setup for when the series, you know, goes to these races? Are you on the road the whole time, or you go back and forth to Georgia, or what's your deal? Um, so, we've been staying um, in Hammond at a campground. Um, we initially brought my um, tow behind camper out, so um, from Georgia whenever we came out okay. weeks ago. So we've just been staying out here um, and kind of just bouncing around. Like I said, track the track during the week riding we got to ride the hills for a day which was surreal <laughs> it was insane was that cool you needed you needed yeah. Nagy oh, out yeah. there was Nagy out there he knows that stuff really well no okay. no he wasn't he wasn't <laughs> but there were there were like 20 of us out there it's was, it was pretty stout yeah yeah um it was a sweet day sweet day uh oh that's cool so you're gonna be on the road the whole series this is what you're doing yeah yeah so we're on the road um we'll go back uh, well, once we go back east, um, I'm planning. I'm not going to do Glendale or Seattle oh, or yeah. Oakland. I'm not going to do that turnaround. Yep. Um, just because I, I mean, I just don't have the funds to do that. So we'll stay back out east and then um, hit the rest of them after that. Yep. That's the plan. Oh wow! Yeah, true road warrior. Like no flying back and forth to uh, to Georgia and whatever and all that. No. no. I, hell, I wish I could. Yeah. You got a practice but, spike or is it just? Yeah, yeah, yep, we do. You got to yep. spikes. All right, that's all right. I feel like you've, I've seen you in four fifties. I've seen you in two fifties. I feel like you've yep. bounced back and forth a little bit. Yeah, am I right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I raced four fifty um, at the start. Like whenever I first started racing Supercross, I, I started with four fifties just because of the cost of everything. This is a little bit easier just to get in and uh-huh. on a stock bike and go. Yeah, and then um, the last two years, uh, twenty and twenty one, or actually twenty one and twenty two. 
I raced the 250F and 250 class. Um, and then at the end of last year, we actually switched and ended up running uh, my 250F in the last, like, I don't know, six rounds of 450 class. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I think I first heard you, you made a triple crown, I think, one time years ago on the, I made, the 250s, I, I think, or something. Yeah. No, no, oh. I made um, Atlanta, the Atlanta 450 main in 2019. Okay. Um, I ended up fifth in the heat. And then, um, yeah, 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 I just ended up fifth in the heat and just ended up transferring straight through. But that was my, my first main. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that that had been feel pretty good. I remember, you know, Paul, oh, yeah. Paul Fantasy stuff. We we keep eye on guys like you, you know. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, popping it, in and out like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I was more consistent. I wish I wasn't that yeah. guy. But I I feel like you can lay down a heater here and there. I feel like you have. I've seen it. Yeah, I'm Maybe. not. I'm not so good at the lap time stuff. I, I'm, and that's probably just sounds like an excuse. But it, it seems like my track record. I've never been great at just doing lap times. I'm I'm a much better racer than I am a a lap setter <laughs> yeah so um whatever you want to call it you like outdoors better than indoors or where what do you uh no no, no I, I would much rather do indoor stuff than than outdoor stuff yeah yeah no, I, don't it, know. I feel like your outdoor results are okay though right like you're, you're okay they, yeah, yeah they yeah. are yeah. i've i've done i've done okay outdoors it's just you don't i mean you don't really make no money back and no. you're destroying your bike every weekend and you're destroying your body every weekend and yeah just it's just a lot you know i mean super cost a lot but it's not it's not like that no no yeah so. yeah, yeah 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 you're right and then that, the, right? yeah that, that's that's yeah and then you're you know you're not getting paid as much so that's that's another it's just tough no i get it so like i said you're from pa you went you went, yeah. you went down to georgia early was that for moto or like your parents moved or anything or like why'd you how did yeah. you end up down in georgia my parents and i moved uh when i was 18 um moved to canton georgia and i've lived there since and um we had the opportunity to do it my parents wanted to move south ever since i was like i don't know probably eight or nine years old and then i never really wanted to and then we finally had the opportunity to and they talked me into it and i mean it was basically yeah for the riding most most okay. most yeah. part but but my parents also i mean they've found way better jobs and opportunity in georgia anyway so um, that worked out great for them as well. So where where is that? Tell, where, I don't know. It, um, so my parents actually own SLJ Cleaning Services out of Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, okay. Um, right. And they're they're one of my main sponsors. Obviously, helped me out a ton. But um, yeah, they're them, and then um, they've kind of just been you know word of mouth basing basing their work their work off word of mouth, and okay. it's kind of done really well for them. My mom's in um, insurance work, so. Uh, so, um, so it's a yeah. suburb of Atlanta, basically. It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're about forty five minutes north of Atlanta. Oh, okay. All right. Can't, Canton, Georgia. Yeah, where we're at. Where do you ride at? Where do you practice at? You got a track or? Um, so I did. I did train at uh, Maximum Power Sports over in. Um, it was uh, shoot, Commerce, Georgia, okay. and then they ended up getting shut down last year, um, and ever since kind of just bounced around between the Shoals MX, um, Stu Baylor's place up in South Carolina. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, bounced between there and then Road SOB um, and then also Next Level 101 over in North Carolina, which is Jessica Patterson's place. Yep, yep. Um, so kind of just bounced, bounced between those, and I, I didn't get too much off-season riding, unfortunately. 
this this year as much mm-hmm. as I would have liked to. But um, and then we came out California hoping to get a get yeah. some riding in, yeah. and then it, it was raining. So that didn't work. Um, yeah, that didn't work either. <laughs> so we, we had about five days on Supercross before we went to A one. But so I would say after after that, I, I think my results are. I'm okay with my results as of now. Yeah, you know, definitely uh, want to get better. How but. many, how many Stu Baylor stories do you have? <laughs> he, he's I a legend. He, yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> Stu, Stu's the man, dude. Stu's he, the man. He's a loose cannon, from what he, I hear. <laughs> he is. He is. I haven't spent like too much time with him, like away from the track at all. Uh-huh. But um, he always comes over. Like if we're riding Soupy at his place, he'll always come over and hang out. And came over with his little boy and hung out the last time, which was really cool. But yeah, um, yeah, he he is man. But uh, shoot, he's a warrior, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Is he is he good at moto? Is he quick? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's gonna, yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, he'll, he'll go out there and ride the supercross track, and you'll be like, "How in the hell?" Really? It just doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And he's on his wood suspension, and you're like, "How in the hell?" And he's tripling the rhythm sections. Wow. Yeah, dude. Really? He'll, he'll surprise the shit out. Yeah. Dude, he'll Stu surprise Baylor, the shit out of you. Phil wasn't even tripling stuff. We were giving him shit on the pulp show, Nicoletti. <laughs> so yeah. tell me, the Baylor's doing stuff that maybe Phil won't do. All right. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I've saw him triple rhythm yeah. sections on his on his woods bikes. Yes. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What's your excuse, right? Not none. You don't have any. Yeah, right? there is none. Yeah. After seeing that, there is no excuse you can come up with. It's yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jared Lesher on the uh, Privateer Island podcast for over twenty years in the mirror has been pushing the limits of value and reliability in the world of engine components. Whether you're restoring your '80s race bike or rebuilding your 450 motor for A1 Namira, has what you need. Featuring a full line of cast and forged pistons, they got brand new products in 2023. And follow Jaron Cross Namira Invictus Speed Crew this Supercross season as well. Jaron killed it on the start in the uh, in the heat. Jeez, that guy's a good starter. God. Heck yeah. Uh, so please check out Namira if you can, and uh, appreciate those guys coming on board the uh, the Privateer Island podcast. So, uh, what what who else do you want to give a shout out to, Jared, for helping you out for uh, your program this year? Um, like I said, just my parents, SOJ mm-hmm. uh, Cleaning Services of Atlanta, um, help out a ton, and then FMF and Little D for helping me out and in, in doing the the drop dedicated to us for January, um, which has been amazing as well. Um, budget blinds, um, fly racing, um, anchor tape has been another big one. Mm, nice. My mechanic, Michael Shaw, he's been huge help, honestly, all around, not, not just mechanic, but, um, kind of manager and, and everything else too. So he's, he's good with anything he gets his hands on. Um, Dunlop, Henson, no toil, EVS, um, dirt bike kids, blood lubricants, um, FCP. They've been great as well. And then, um, I think Motopro, Motopro Graphics, um, I think they also killed that, the yeah. set that we did. And, I mean, any even the uh, the military appreciation, I, I think those are going to be really cool as well. But um, Luxon Clamps, uh, Motion Pro, Motopro, and then uh, I think Moto Option, they've been helping us out with some clothing over the, uh, I think, since 2007. Oh, nice. So that's been great as well. Um, CD helped me out with boots. They've been great. And then... Um, yeah, I think that does, does, got a lot of people helping out. So does Knowles build your goggles or do you got to build your own stuff? Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, John and, and Scott. Yeah. Scott is, goggles. Huge help. Is yeah. he building yeah, you goggles not. though? Is he building them for you? He, so I don't, uh, 
I mean, I I think so. He gives them to me in a in a plastic bag yeah. with my name on them. No, that's what I mean. Up. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Yeah. He's building oh, yeah. them for yeah. you. Yeah. So yeah. because you're from PA, he's PA. So I think he probably that's right. Yeah, right. he's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh yeah. dude. Yeah, he, yeah, he's gonna look after his PA guys. But he if, does. He if does. He, if he wasn't gonna do it, I was gonna get on him and and get you some goggles built for you. Oh, he's sure, already no. got you handled. So that's good. Yeah, I was gonna say don't don't yell at him because he helps out a lot. <laughs> right, right. I, I'm gonna yell at him anyways. Don't worry about it. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, so well, look, man. Uh, I hope you do make the main events. Uh, that would be awesome. But if you don't, maybe the Yamaha LCQ race will, you know, be in your cards again and get some money that way. I yeah. Did you? Yeah. I think you came. One of you guys, one of you Islanders, came out. Just because I was paying that race, I don't know if it was you. I or not. did. Was it yeah, you? I, I, I yeah. came out to Denver, and then you guys, and we had to push it to because right. of the wind. Yeah. And so, then we were like, "Shit, dude! Now we got to stay out yeah, here you, another week." You were not coming to race unless, yeah, no, you, yeah, yeah. No. That's it. Okay. Wow. No, we came out here just for that, and then yeah, that all ended up happening. We ended up in Salt Lake, uh, and, well, staying in Park City. I mean, shoot, dude, I I won't complain about any of that, but yeah, no, that, no, we we were not we were not coming out there. No, we weren't. Um, we're, all right, uh, you know what? I have I have the amount that I paid you here. I dug it up. I'm looking for it right now. Yeah, I remember you being like, dude, you know, like, yeah, is this race happening? I'm only coming out for the race. Like, what's the, <laughs> what's the story? And, and I, yep, yep. I can't I can't blame you. Um, uh, hold on. Here, here we go. Lesher, thirty six oh eight, thirty six hundred yep. bucks. Yeah. All right. Solid. And then maybe you made some money from that. Uh, you know, we had these different prop bets and stuff. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I think I did. Yeah. A little bit extra. Yeah. Something like that. Um, well, hey, man. Uh, good luck out there. Uh, I think you're riding well. I, I again. Thank you. Again. I, I you know I, I think I'd be on a 450, but hey, um, you know you do you, man. Um, uh, the bike looks sick. I'm glad FMF stepping up and helping you for January. That's really cool. It sounds like you got some good sponsors and. Yeah, man, that'd be pretty cool to put in the main event. Uh, I'm going to do some – you know what? I'm going to – based on this phone call, I'm going to do some research and find out when the last two-stroke two was to make a 450 main event. I'm going to try that to dig that cool. up. That would be cool. That would be super cool. But, hey, uh, I want to thank yeah. – one, one more thing. Sure. I, I just want to thank um, uh, Enzo as well. Enzo has been a huge help. Yoshi, um, Ross, and those guys. Yeah. I mean, those guys have been – because it, it's been not – not, I mean, it hasn't been a struggle, but it's it's definitely been a little bit challenging trying to figure out some of the stuff, you know, not having anybody out there on a two-stroke setup for so long. So um, shout-out to those guys as well. They've but, been a huge help. Dude, Ross could just throw in Reedy's valving from 05 <laughs> I, and be done, you know, KYB stuff. He might I He know. might have. I, I mean, I'm not going that fast. I don't know if that would work. Okay, wow. Well, I, 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 think, I think whatever he did yeah. has been, yeah. Uh, Ross is a legend. Great. Ross is great. Uh, he is. Yeah, he, he's an amazing human being. Love the guy. So I'm glad glad yeah. they're helping you out for sure. And, uh, yeah, man, thanks for the time for the Privateer Island Podcast. Good luck for the rest of the year, and, and maybe we'll catch up with you later and uh, update our listeners a little bit on, on how it's going. And, uh, yeah, good luck, man. I'll be pulling for you to make the main for sure. Thanks, man. Seriously appreciate the phone call. All right. Thanks. See ya. See ya. That's Jared Lesher on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island. Uh, thank you to the Firepower Parts guys, of course, Firepower Honda, Dean Wilson, uh, Max Anstey, and uh, and more, uh, Wilson Todd as well. Um, really doing big things with the Firepower guys are. they got chains that are made in Japan. A lot of privateers are using them, as well as Featherlight lithium batteries. The batteries are great and uh, small, compact, cheap. Um, so please check it out, firepowerparts.com, if you want to uh, outfit your bike. They've had a lot of stuff for aftermarkets things they're really expanding their line so thank you to firepowerparts.com they got oil as well of course and uh, again 
Maxis, Roost, Namir, Zools, Seat Concepts, all on board with us. Let's catch up to another guy that was uh, maybe a, a bigger surprise than Lesher showing up on a two-stroke. Uh, Josh Cartwright crushed it in the uh, in the main event in San Diego. I, I, I'm really surprised at how well he rode and um, rode away from some really good privateers. So that's impressive. So let's talk to Cartwright about what he's got going on in San Diego. And, again, thank you for listening to the Privateer Island Podcast. All right, away we go. As promised on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast, a man who uh, really uh, rode well uh, this past weekend in San Diego. He's been on this show before and looking forward to catching up to him again. It's Josh Cartwright. What's up, man? How are you? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's been a little bit since I've been on the show, so I'm pumped to be back on. Yeah, really, really good job this weekend in San Diego. I got to be honest. So I picked A-Ray for Pulp Mex Fantasy, right? <laughs> and I was looking at his heat. And then I was like, okay, you started in front of him, and Freddie Freddie was in front of you, then you were in front of A-Ray, and Sexton was out, and AP was coming. And I'm like, well, A-Ray's ninth. He's going to get Cartwright, and then AP will get him, so he'll get ninth. And then, dude, you rode away from A-Ray and then passed Freddie, who was in the main at Anaheim and riding very well, and qualified through the heat. Like, that was pretty impressive, man. Good job. Thank you. Yeah, I mean – I just felt I felt good in the races. Like even in practice, I felt okay. I did a lot of bike changes, uh, suspension changes in practice, and got it feeling really good. And then once it came to the heat race, I kind of just turned it on. Like I I knew from the last weekend when A Ray passed me in the LCQ, I uh, I turned it on in the LCQ to keep up with him. And I knew to what to work on this week was sprinting mm-hmm. at the beginning of the race. So that's what I did, and it just it just flowed and just worked. <laughs> yeah. So you made changes after qualifying. Uh, kind of in between, just okay. like just little things with sag. Uh, my my the balance of the bike was just a little off, but we got it working really well. My Coromex suspension with here and Greg and Fort Worth is awesome. Decatur. Um. So how the main event? How the main event go for you? The main actually went really well. So I honestly didn't know what was going to happen in the main for me because uh, uh, I had an injury for uh, in the off season i broke my ankle so i didn't okay. get on the bike until december 1st so i only had about a month and i only did probably like one or two 15 lappers in training i really stuck to the eight lap sprints on um, training in the off season just to get ready for the heat races mm-hmm. so i kind of just went into the first uh into the main just thinking okay just kind of stick with a good pace make sure you can finish and once i started in last um then ended up getting short then ended up getting A-Ray, and then ended up getting Norin, and then ended up getting Starling, and I just kept moving forward. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't getting tired. I was feeling good and ended up catching Chisholm multiple times, but every time I got lapped, I had to kind of back off and then catch him again, back off, catch him again. So, yeah, it, it was one – one, well, first of all, getting lapped really screws up your race. It, yeah, yeah, that's it obvious. <laughs> yeah, for, for many people. Uh, did you surprise yourself, like, or, or like in the main event, like you said, moving forward, getting those guys? I mean, again, Norrin and Starling are, and Short are two for two to start the year in main events. So, you know, and they're just like you. They're, they're total privateer guys. So did you surprise yourself with that? Oh, uh, yeah, I honestly did a little bit. Um, I've always known I have had the speed – um, as like kind of around those guys, I just haven't had just the consistency or, um, experience just, they've, they've been, they're known for being up there. They're mm-hmm. guys who do it consistently every weekend. So they've proven themselves. And I've been the kind of guy where one weekend I'll be awesome. And then the next weekend I won't. So, um, I kind of knew I was going to be up there, but I really did surprise myself just how well I composed myself and rode the whole entire main. Like I looked at my lap times and 
they never fell off. The only times I was in above 55 and 54s was, um, and 56 was when I was getting laps. So right. I was really happy with that. Nice to have a normal Supercross after Anaheim 1 too, right? What did you think of the track mm-hmm. and the dirt and all that? Uh, San Diego was sick. I thought it was awesome. Like obviously practice was a little hairy just with it being pretty ruddy. Uh, but once the night show came, the Dirtworks guys must have just prepped it really well because I thought it was an awesome track. It was an easier track, what you probably saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, the jumps were easy, um, so that's why even the times in practice were all really close. But I like the track. I was I love the whoops. I texted Corey at Dirtworks and said, however y'all built those whoops, do that every time. Yeah, they were big, right? But they were flatter, like big and yep. flat across them. So I noticed that too. Yeah, um, I've heard from multiple people this year that they're gonna they're not gonna be as gnarly as last year. Like, yeah, yeah like they're big. Like, yep. big's fine. Everyone it, like the size of them doesn't really matter, but it's just how they're built. Mm-hmm. Like last year, let's say Anaheim three, I think it was when they had eighteen of the gnarliest whoops we've ever had. Like that was insane. So yeah. I think they had a lot of complaints from teams, and yep. I think this year they're gonna keep them more racy. I, I heard the same as you. But then, okay, so I walked over there. Normally when I walk the track, I walk over the whoops, and then I end up just bullshitting and never walk the whole track, right? <laughs> um, but I did. I do walk over the whoops all the time to see. And, yeah, they were big to me, but then, yeah, they looked, like, big, round, and flat. And so I'm like, okay, these shouldn't be too bad. They look intimidating, but they shouldn't be too bad. But then, Josh, like, Mookie started jumping them in practice, and I'm like, wait, are they tough or not? Like, I couldn't quite – because Mookie don't jump whoops, right? Yeah. And, and I'm like – I couldn't – I'm like, are they gnarly or not? Because one sign that they're gnarly is guys jumping. So I, I was kind of on the fence, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so I think, honestly, a big part of that was because I felt – because I saw them jumping. I'm like, why are they jumping them? And then when I got to that last practice, the sun was right in your eyes going into those whoops. So, like, skimming them was really hard. I kept skimming them just because I'm not a big jumper for whoops. I like to skim. But – Every I couldn't see the holes or the cups. Okay. It was right. really sketchy. So I bet like those guys just went the safe route and just jumped through them. And there was one big rut right down the middle. Yeah. So and Mookie was following Tomac and Eli was skimming and he was jumping and Mookie was making it work at the same speed. I was like, wow. So yeah. Um, how did they how did they build the whoops? What did Corey end up saying? He built them with Dozer. Dozer, um, okay. He yeah. said, yeah, they were Dozer whoops. and Because, like, the, instead of having, like, the super steep stuff, like, the rounded, it made it where, like, the top of the whoop had that kind of, like, lip where you could just skim across them. Like, yeah. all main, they were pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, how did Anaheim go for you? Like you said, you matched A-Ray in the LCQ. Uh, it was a slippery, ruddy, not – it didn't look like fun. A lot of guys got tired. Uh, didn't look like a real fun race. How, how did you feel at A-1? Uh, I felt pretty good. I didn't know where I was going to be. I kind of just – I told myself coming into the season, I was like, all right, you don't have much time on the bike. Like, let's just get the first three, first three rounds, get through them. And they put me in C practice for A for A1, so I was kind of, like, confused about that. But I ended up qualifying really good. I got 23rd, I think, out qualifying Chisholm and McAlrath when they were in the A practice. So, like, I told myself, I'm like, dang, dude, you've got mm-hmm. some speed. Like, let's keep it rolling. But – uh a heat race was going okay. It was right behind Norin, but ended up getting a flat tire. Uh, Pirelli ended up changing it really quick for the LCQ, so props to them. Um, and then the LCQ came, and I kind of just messed around the first two or three laps. Like, I like I was just diddle-daddling. And, <laughs> a- a- and I'm like, dude, and A-Ray got around me, and I'm like, dude, go. Like, you're supposed to be with him. And once he got around me, he kind of woke me up, and 
like my lap times went from like 107, 106 to 104s the rest of the race. So it was just kind of getting that back into the flow of 450 class. Like it's a bigger class, like A-Ray, Clayson, Starling, they're, they're tough guys. So they're going to push around. So I need to learn to be aggressive. And that's what I worked on this week. Yeah, I do feel like, you know, we were talking about one of the Anaheims a while ago had 21 factory riders in it. Um, this one, there's room for guys like you. And like we said, John Short, good job for John for go two for two. Like, there's room for guys like you to, to get in these get in these mains. Yeah, like um, this year is definitely uh, still got the normal 15 kind of factory guys, uh, 16, if, 16, 17 if you count the Hills, the Chisholms, and the McAlrest, which And like Savachi, obviously, he's a factory rider in my opinion, just even though he's on Rick Ware. Um, but yeah, they, we have like about four spots open for us guys. And it's going to be, I feel like, us little – I want to stick in that group. I want to stick right. with that Starling group. And I know I can be there, and I believe I can. I just got to keep that confidence rolling. And, yeah, Short, like, dude, Short surprises me every weekend. He'll qualify, like, 35th. Yeah. He did this all last year. Yeah. And just makes the main. Like, dude dude is a racer. Yeah, he, he is. He just knows how to race. Yeah, when it comes to Pulp Fantasy stuff, I don't even – yeah, I don't even bother looking at his qualifying time too much. I'm just like, yeah, he's fine, you know. Yeah, like he just knows. Like, because I train with him here, we ride at his track a lot. And he's just a good rider. And he's, yeah, he's a good one to ride with. So you qualified twenty fourth in San Diego. Uh, like you said, it was all pretty close. Like you're within um, five tenths of being like in twentieth spot. Um, so yeah, no, no real worries for that twenty fourth place. Uh, no, not too no. bad. Um, just since like I knew I had more in me, uh, just because the just when it comes to like the track like that, I know when like qualifying tracks for me. Uh, isn't as well as night show tracks as it is probably for other people because the track's better. But I just I know I have more in me and I kind of just try to get to it. But this weekend I'm hoping I'm in a practice just with the points and now stuff. That way I can have a fresher track and try to get into the practice. Yeah, I mean, look, you're you've been a main event guy in the Tiffany's forever. Uh, why was Thule pulling you in the C practice? What, what's what's going on with it? Do you, do you need to yell at Thule or what, what's happening? <laughs> no, man. Like I was even kind of like, I talked to Starling, uh, his dad, and I asked him, like, hey, am I in B practice? He's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you are. But what they do is they go by like the points from last year. And I only did like three, four, 50 rounds or so last year. So, And they also go by numbers, I think. Because even last year in 250, the first round, they put me in C practice. And I was like, dude, come on. Like even 250 class, like come on. Like, but – Ended up doing well for C uh, practice because 250, yeah. it's first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good but, point, um, right? Yeah, yeah, but they go by numbers. Like, you know, I have 519 is a lower number, a higher number, I mean. So it just, I wasn't too worried. Like, uh, Christina um, from Rock River, I guess from Old Rock River, uh, she told me, she's like, Josh, just chill. Like, you'll be okay. You'll be fine. You got less people. You can take your time. The spotlight will be on you on Supercross Live. So just take it easy. And it really helped and just right. kind of was able to just ride my own ride. I would tell Christina, who, who's awesome, by the way, but I would tell Christina, yeah, the track is hammered, even worse. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's what my comeback would be like. I don't care about the spotlight. I want to be able to jump things. <laughs> so Exactly. Yeah, there's like the ruts are destroyed. Right. Like, I mean, and no offense to the people out there, but the riders are a little less like quick. So you, they don't know how to get out of the way as well. Uh, it's just kind yeah. of a crap show everywhere. So why 454? Like I said, we've seen you in 250s forever, um, 450s here and there, but you're going full-time 450 this year? I am, yeah, full-time. Yeah. Um, 
just, I mean, it's easier to manage for your own yep. program. I feel like, like you don't have to build. I, even though I got a motor done, I got Williams motor to do my engine for my 450. And, um, but you don't have to deal with a 250, which feels like it's a lot more work for the bike and it's more rounds for the 250 or for the 450 also. And, um, I also felt like I was needed to have a good 450 round, like in 20, right before the 2021 season, I was training in MTF and I felt so good. Like I was on it. I was the best speed I've ever had. Um, and the week before a one, I broke my ankle. So I wasn't able to show my speed that I've actually had for a while mm-hmm. of that season. And then I kind of showed it last year on the two fifty. I broke, I feel like I had a pretty breakaway season last year. Definitely was up and down. Cause I was, that, that was the thing with consistency. I'd have a great weekend and have a shit weekend, great weekend, shit weekend. Mm-hmm. So kind of but yeah i think this year 450 i wanted to just play with the big dogs i want to be up there with the big crew and show what i got because i'm i'm here to play this year and i'm not not here to settle down no oh, nice yeah well like like you said uh so far to start the year have some good speed what's your program with how you get into the races who's taking your bikes and all that yeah so um my my uh title sponsor psychic motorsports they've done a lot for me this year and but i'm with the mad parts team kind of I'm kind of like their side chick. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, cause, cause Bubba, um, we didn't end up getting, I didn't end up getting the ride with Bubba this year. Um, they ended up picking up Norn and short. Uh, but he told me, he's like, Hey man, if you don't have a ride, let me know. We'll work something out. And I really liked the vibes with him yeah. and the team, him, Ryan, the whole squad was just really fun last year. Like it was one of the teams where I had no complications, no arguments the whole season. So I just figured I had a couple offers, um, but not like great, great offers. So mm-hmm. I figured I can make my own program and do it with them. And that way, like, I feel like it's less pressure this year, man. Like, I don't have to worry about a team. Like, because if you ride like crap one weekend, the team's kind of looking at you going, dude, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. this is not what we pay you for. Like, now I'm on my own program. I can do my own stuff. I can have fun with it. It's just, a, I'm like, and I got a job now, so I'm yep. not like scraping for money or anything like that like every weekend like stressing about it so i'm doing this because i love dirt bikes and i love racing so it's it's fun to do it on my own for that and like i got my mechanic miles with me this year and we're just having a blast it is odd you know to get dropped by a team but then stay good friends with everybody and everything was good and you know to the point where they're hauling your bike around that's awesome you know i've, I've heard a yeah. lot of good things about baba's team and the way he runs it and you know people get paid and it's professional, right? Which you can't say about every team in the pits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely rumors about other teams, but yeah, his is, um, I've, it was super professional. He just knew what, cause I feel like it's because he's a racer. He knows what needs to be done as a racer. Cause he's even a racer who's trying to make it a privateer who's trying to make it. So he knows the ins and outs of what needs to be done. He pays his people. Well, he gets every, all the, and now we got a big rig. Yeah. Like he's I saw that. He just stepped up. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't know if you heard, like, he got in a crash on the way home from Texas from here tra- testing with Short and them and ended up totaling the van. Oh, so I didn't they know had that. to, okay. sc- yeah, that's why they have that. And then I think Mad Parts ended up stepping up and helping out, I think, pretty well with the with the rig. And it's the whole Vance and Hines factory rig. <laughs> oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty cool. And Cowie's doing good co- contingency again. I haven't looked for 23, but are they back on for, for good contingency for privateers? They are, yeah. They are probably. I think the. I think they're the only one that pay for night show. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, they pay $300 just to make the night show. So it's really cool. And then they end up, if you make the main, I think it's like 800. So, and the bike's unreal. Like I, I love the bike personally. Like yep. I was scared when I got on the bike from 19 to 20, I was like, man, that bike looks really heavy, but man, I got on it. It was nimble. It was light. And I really love it. Yeah. It's funny that also when you're in a 250 class for as long as you have been, uh, over the years, you start to get jealous of maybe some of the factory team's motors and guys, you know, be able to clear things out of corners and things that you can't do. That's not an issue now in a 450, you know? No, like you're that's good. a big yeah. reason. Yeah, that's a big reason why I want to do 452 because, like, all privateer bikes, like, even, like, a Bar X that has as no, even a club, like, even known for being badass motors, they're still not a star bike. Mm-hmm. They're still not a PC bike. Like, those things are almost faster than a 450. Yeah, so no. Like four, yeah. It's unreal. Yeah, and if you're a rider, sometimes you know you're you're up against these guys in, in in LCQs or heats or mains or whatever, and you're like, dude, I gotta hit that corner perfect to triple in, and these guys are just going, yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's it can be <laughs> exactly. I could see where the depression would set in for privateers for sure. Yep, exactly. Yeah, uh, so 450, it's easier. Yeah, how's the FXR stuff working out for you? Yeah, dude, I love it. Uh, Brad and everyone, Andy, they are FXR has been good to me. I was been there in 2016, I think, for the first year. Uh, this year I wanted to just stick with them because they're always at the races. The gear is sick as hell. It's super comfy. Yeah. And I couldn't be more happy with them. And he came over and like gave me a big hug after the, after the heat race. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a personable thing that like, it's pretty cool to be with. I was just sitting there after the heat race being like, I can't believe Cartwright just passed Freddie. That's where I was. That's where <laughs> I, I mean, I was just like, he pulled away from a Ray. Okay. I get that. Oh, geez. He just caught and passed Freddie too. So impressive. Uh, I like Thank it. You. Um, by the way, thanks to the folks at FXR Racing, designed by racers for racers, official gear of a lot of privateers out there. The club guys, of course, Brock Tickle wearing it, of course, uh, uh, working for Cowie. FXRRacing.com, Pulpamex30 is the code to save. Thank you, Race Tech, of course. Uh, love the guys at Race Tech. Privateer proven, helping out a lot of race teams. The solitaire guys are running Race Tech Motors. A few privateers out there running Race Tech Suspension. And get your oil changed. Use the code PULPAMX23 at the, get to get a savings on that. So thank you to the folks at Race Tech. Also, Zool's Bags is on with us for this show. PULP23 is the code to save with Zool's Bags, Z-U-L-Z, Zool's Bags. Regardless of how stress-free and easy social media models make travel look, we all know how bad it can suck, and it does. Between fright delays, long lines, nonstop road construction, and kids crying, the last thing anyone wants to deal with is a broken handle, jam zipper, or a wonky wheel on the roller bag. Whether you're traveling for work or for uh, Supercross or whatever, check out Zools. Zools was born from an extensive background in the luggage and moto industry. Uh, Pulp23 is the code to save with Zools bag. And speaking of Christina, RoostMX.net, 48-hour turnaround. Uh, Pulp Nation is the code to save with RoostMX.net. They'll custom design your graphics for you, your backgrounds, whatever it is. They'll, they'll do a good job with it and they have a whole Pulp Nation section on their website, and again, 48-hour turnaround. They make pitch shirts, too, canopies, all that kind of stuff. Roostmx.net. Thank you, uh, Firepower, Maxis, Namira, uh, as well, Seat Concepts, uh, all on board with us as well. Uh, all right, Josh, um, you've always been known as the privateer guy who went to school full-time, right? And you were trying to balance everything there in Florida for a while and uh, balance a racing career and, and, and get an education and everything else, which is, by the way, congrats on that. It's pretty rare in our industry. Uh, what, break, what, what takes you to Fort Worth? Uh, yeah, so I ended up using my degree. I uh, graduated in IT and ended up getting a job here in Fort Worth. Uh, the special they did on me years back, like four years back, about the whole college thing, um, a 
guy messaged me on LinkedIn and said, dude, love the work ethic, love all that. Hit me up when you need a job and we'll figure out what we can do. No way, um, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, so like it almost, Supercross almost helped me get a job because it like gave me like a resume out to everyone. So, um, and it was cool because he was in IT and everything. So mm-hmm. he said, he's like, when uh, when you need it. So I hit him up when I turned 26, needed <laughs> off the parents' insurance, so needed a real job. And ended up just coming here, and it's the perfect thing. Uh, I'm having a blast with it, uh, being able to balance both racing and work life at the same time. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, was it any like any hesitancy on your end to going to um, uh, Texas? Um, not really, honestly. Like I actually grew up, so I'm from Memphis, but I went to Texas a lot as an amateur. I went to the Freestone National, I went to the Texas Winter Series. Because we either needed to go seven hours east to the crappy Tennessee dirt for competition or seven hours uh, west to the good dirt in Texas for competition. And so that's what we ended up doing. So it was kind of cool being able to just – I have a lot of friends uh, here in Texas that I'm able to hang out with. So And there's quite a bit of tracks, so it was pretty cool. Okay, so yeah, so you're happy to just yeah just move away or whatever and uh, yeah and do all that. What, what do you think of Texas? How's the riding? How's the commute and all of that stuff? Yeah, so uh, definitely was a little different to get uh, used to because I'm definitely used to being in Tallahassee where um, GPF, the farm, <laughs> yeah. and MTF was like 20 minutes away. Uh, wasn't that far. Uh, where this one, um, we kind of ride at Master Pools the majority of the time, and it's an hour away. Now we got Tapped House. That was two hours away to drive. Uh, Bryce Ford, the quad rider, uh, one of the great quad riders, he just built a track, Supercross track, that's pretty dang awesome. Um, and John Short's got a track as well. So we got a good little, uh, good little crew of tracks to ride around here, but they're all about an hour away. So I had to get used to driving that, but kind of got into that flow now of just not worrying about it. And it's kind of worked out pretty well. And John's got, yeah, pretty good, pretty good tracks. Yeah. His tracks up to, up to par with Supercross and everything he yeah. had, I can't remember who came and built it, but, um, it was, it's pretty dang good. Hmm, nice. Uh, what's your goals for this week, for this year? I mean, is it, a main events, I guess, right? Like that's that's the idea. Yeah. So this year, my goal, like obviously for these next few rounds, I just want to be there in the main event every time. Like now that I know I'm supposed to be there, I can be there. I've shown people that I have the speed. Um, I want to just make sure I'm in the main event and prove and prove. Like obviously, like A Ray and all them, they've done it before. They've yeah. been in there. I want to show that I can be there consistently as well. And then once I'm in there. In that little group, I want to start inching forward. Like just like this past weekend, I caught Chisholm. I was 0.8 seconds behind him at the finish line. So I want to pass him as much as possible. Like he, because he's a great rider. Like he's a good goal to get to if I'm past those other guys. But yep. it's going to take a while to be consistently with those Starlings and Claysons because they've been in it for a while and I've got a lot to learn. It's the big boy class. They're going to push me around. So trying to race and work full time. I mean, obviously the. Your, your boss or the guy that hits you up in LinkedIn must be a moto fan. He must be riding himself. Does he give you the time off or how, how do you balance all that? Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's a big supercross fan. And luckily I, my work is remote, uh, about like 90% of the time. I only have to go into the office one day a week. Uh, last year it's like when I started there right before the season of last year, it was three days a week, and then it started. And then it went back down to two days a week. Uh, so that was during the season last year, and then over the summer this past year, it went into one day a week. So I'm able to kind of go to the track. I I just have to 
have my computer open and working during while I'm riding. Like I'll go do my, <laughs> like funny. I'll literally like yeah. some of my friends will see me working and if, or if I have to be just ready, like if they need me, I need to be online or, and it sucks to say to my sponsors or anything, but work does come first. Yeah. Like if, like if, if my boss texts me and said, Hey man, cause a lot of my work is deliverable where it says like, it's not like, Hey, here's your work for today. Have it done by today. It's like, Hey, here's the work we're doing this week get it done so like if i when i get home from the track i'll do a lot more work until like nine or ten o'clock but if he does text me and says hey we have to get this stuff done today yeah i just i won't i won't go ride but yeah i kind of just make sure i go to the track get riding in get back sit down do a little bit of work go ride and kind of just kind of like how i was in college like it's yeah back almost the same schedule almost uh, is it tough or is it i mean are you you sound like you're you got a pretty good head on your shoulders so you're you know, maybe a little grateful that this is all working out, but yeah, man, that'll be tough. Yeah. It, I mean, they can be tough at some times, but as I was in college, like I like being busy. I like kind of just keeping my head going and keeping my mind rolling. And, um, I, it kind of just gives me a little thing to do during the day and kind of gives me a niche, I guess, for a little uh, stuff to do for the races and everything like that. So it's pretty cool. Do and you- it's, and it's cool. Like I'm able to, uh, I'm not worried uh, like it's not to say anything, but like I'm not going to the race like saying, "Dude, I need to make the main. Yeah. I need to do this." Like I'm in a good headspace of like, "Yo, I'm just racing, I'm yeah. having fun." I don't. Yeah, you know what? That's a good attitude, though. That's a that's a healthy mental attitude because there are guys on the line, you know, that are like, "Oh God, I, I have no I have no money for gas or whatever." You know, there mm-hmm. really are. So, um, do you find so you've done 450 stuff before, but do you find the 450 class like and and this is just a generality, but smarter than 250 class like just the more respect yeah i feel like it is uh maybe a little bit uh because i definitely did 250 last year and i did 450 this year because 250 is definitely a lot of younger kids just going balls to the wall like you have to ride the bikes just wide open and stuff like that but where like the 450 class um they definitely will push you around but they'll push you around respectfully like they're not gonna really just blow you over a corner like like when i passed starling for the first time uh, uh right for the finish line he came back in on me on the next corner and ran me a little high and like he didn't run me too too high or anything where he's pushing me off the corner he just did a normal 450 block pass where and he actually ended up texting me and apologizing just saying like he was like dude i had no clutch and i'm like dude you're good i'm like i'm in the 450 class i'm in the big big boy class now and i need to learn how to be aggressive because i've always been known as um kind of like the nice guy mm-hmm. and i don't really pass aggressively so i need to learn how to do that but I do feel like the 450 class is smarter and more yeah. respectful. I feel like a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Right, the 250 guys are like, you're like, hey man, if you come in and try to take my leg out, we can't do the next rhythm. So exactly, stop it, right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, they don't know that they're like going yeah. in like block passing. Like, dude, if you keep block passing that guy, the guy in tenth place, five seconds behind us is yeah. gonna catch us. Yeah. Uh, how much? How important is it for you as a privateer guy to like? This is the when I talk to privateers, they're like, look, man, I can get 10th in a 250 main event and get some attention and get some spotlight, or I can be 16th in 450s and no one will see me and no one will care and I'll get lapped and whatever. Um, and I get that argument. I'm still, hey, I want to race against the best. How important is that for you? Oh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, uh, spotlight's always good. And me and my parents, have always, me and my dad always noticed uh, the people who get the spotlight are the people who are winning. The people who are on the bubble 
um, of ninth place in the heat race because they usually just say, oh, and he gets in at the last position. And then the LCQ people. The LCQ people get a lot of the spotlight. Um, but the people from like third to seventh in the heat race and stuff like that, they never get mentioned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a big part of like our sport for privateers is getting mentioned a lot and getting – as much uh that's why you need to have a niche kind of like with me and the college thing me mm-hmm. and the job thing it kind of gives me a thing to talk about with carno with the whole girls and everything he's got a little niche to get him yeah. his name out like it sucks it sucks nowadays though dude like like it's cool and it sucks at the same time where it's almost like 70 percent speed 30 percent how's your instagram dude because like <laughs> it's like if you have the same level of rider speed but one has 40,000 more followers that dude's getting the money yeah yeah there is some of that yeah absolutely right yeah so it's it, it, it's cool for our sport because we're getting a lot of more different people but uh it's kind of just a weird place in our sport do you get some money from the it company as a sponsor cartwright Shit, <laughs> i need to figure i need to figure that out like i need to find like some it nerds that need yeah. to like supercross <laughs> oh the company you work for now just be like yeah 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 get, get, <laughs> yeah give me man, some money. I, it's funny i, I kind of like thought about that but i was like man if i did that that'd be kind of look weird with like <laughs> oh yeah the boss man's giving me money on the side like no nah, yeah i'd rather i'd rather get it from somewhere else and not kind of dig down into that rabbit hole do you have salary coming in from different people like does fxr or somebody break off a little bit for you or is it all contingency stuff for you uh, yeah, so I mean, I don't have any like salary, salary where like FXR hooked up a little bit. I get good contingency with them. Yep. Um, but I have like Psychic Motorsports. Uh, my big, my big sponsors that are really helping me out this year are Psychic Motorsports, T uh, Three Civil Inc, uh, Ronnie Prado Company, and uh, Cardinal uh, Services. Uh, the T Three Civil Inc is a family from kind of from Memphis, where I'm from. They live in Houston now. Um, they just, they love helping me out. They got a construction business and then, uh, Ronnie Prado, I'm sure you've heard his name around the Texas world. He sponsors like 17 people helping people out. He's just a good dude. Um, and then, uh, Cardinal services is, um, this family, the petites that help that are from Texas as well, that help me out. And then also you got psychic motorsports, my premier sponsor. Um, they, they pitched in and just, they, they couldn't done it without them. Unbelievably. I, yeah. couldn't thank them more enough and it dude it may it, it takes a it takes a pack of yeah. people to put a privateer program together because even past that i got fxr ls2 helmets flow vision goggles atlas brace like all these companies blood deval williams motors coramex like all these people that helped me i think i have like 30 sponsors <laughs> like it's crazy i was when i was doing the stuff to put on my graphics i was like how the hell am i gonna fit all these people on here like I got dedicated clothing. I got Rhino Power. All these people that helped me out to get to the races, but we got a good program set up this year. Nice, uh, yeah. And then you know, the flip side of not being on a team uh, like with Bubba is you can pick and choose the guys you want to work with and the products you want to use, which doesn't always happen for privateers. You know, so yep, yeah, yeah exactly. You get like suspension. I was able to use my own suspension, like my own handlebars of Phoenix Racing, and just stuff like that. You can like just and if you don't want to run it, like. They're not too too worried about me yeah. like not running like you know, like I can switch stuff up and stuff like that. Right, Josh Cartwright on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. Hey, growing up in Memphis, like how many times did you go to Graceland? Dude, I've actually never been there. What? <laughs> I know. What? I know, right? It's Dude, like literally what you I, guys are famous for. 
I know. It's like the only thing Memphis is famous for, Graceland and shootings. <laughs> Can't believe that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. I need to go. I don't know why I've never gone. You learn something new every day. Um, you, you've been around for a while. Are you happy with, um, like, again, you've, you've prioritized your education and, you know, getting on with your life and making some money over racing. Uh, but having said that, are you happy with how things have gone in, in your career so far on the track? Like, is everything uh, going, um, you know, okay for you? Yeah, I think it is really like, I mean, I couldn't really be happier right now. Like obviously like every kid's dream when they were young is to get like homeschooled to be the best. And like, right. you know, I was always pressuring my parents to do it, but I'm glad now that, cause they told me they're like, you're going to thank us when you're older. Like, trust me, like the sport, <laughs> like only the top, top, top. If I mean, obviously if I was like an AC, they would have done it, but they're like, dude, you're a 10th place kid in amateurs. Like you're, we're not going to put, take you out of school for that. So I'm really happy with it right now. I mean, my life right now, I couldn't be happier where I got a, I own a house in, te- in Fort Worth, Texas. I got a good job. I got a good career with racing and on my professional side. I'm having fun riding a dirt bike in the, on the weekends in front of 60,000 people. Like what could be better? So, and now, now I just need to find a wife and a, a girlfriend for a wife. Well, I was going to ask you that. How's the, how's the home life? Yeah. It's, it's uh, yeah. Like right now, still, I, uh, yeah, working on that. Cause I've always been big on just, uh, like my dad's always pressured in my head, like, like, dude, get a job and get a house, then worry about women. Like, you obviously have our fun because, I mean, dude, like, I, I've been traveling for forever uh, yeah. for the past six years, so I've been having my fun, like, as a single man. So, but yeah. now that I'm older, uh, got a house and everything, I'm ready to find a girlfriend to get my life started. You say uh, your kids, uh, your tenth place amateur kid, and they're not pulling you out of school and doing all that well. There are tenth place kids getting pulled out of school and all that. That's a problem in oh, our yeah. sport. That's, that's exactly. That's actually a problem where you're like, you <laughs> know, seventeenth place kids getting pulled out of school. I met I met a mom uh, at a facility whose kid won the C class and they sold <laughs> everything and living at the facility. Oh they, my they won the C class. They won a C class at Minios. Minios, not Loretta's. Not even Loretta's. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, like. What? <laughs> so like you're putting dude unreal. Sold the house, bought an RV, living at the facility. Damn, they went full on. I was mind blown, Josh. I was I, I didn't know this wow. existed. And I you know, I talked to Wygant and other people that know amateur racing better than I do. And I'm like, is this normal? They're like, Yeah, yeah, this is what people do. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I get if you're Barsha or AC, like you said, sell sell everything. Yeah. I get it, you know? Uh because that kid will make millions, right? But you win the C class at mini O's and you're doing this? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's crazy. Just like, I've heard, it's, it's just why. I mean, I get like, if homeschooling, and now that homeschool, it's a little better, but like, where you can kind of, like, as long as you do the dang work, it's okay. But are these kids go to these training facilities and don't do any of it? They're just like clicking, clicking, clicking. Okay, my work's done. And then 10 years later, they can't talk to a a wall like they're just like talking to a wall because they don't have any social skills or anything oh yeah there's there's a lot of that right um for sure uh yeah you're right hey one of the things about people that i've known that have lived in dallas uh ben lemay and dv and tedesco and different guys over the years weather is not always ideal right it can get cold and stuff Uh, how is that yeah dude it actually just snowed here to last night Mm -hmm. uh 
the like and actually it didn't have snow at my house but i got a snapchat from someone 30 minutes north from me and it was flurrying pretty pretty hard and their their yeah. uh their grass was full of snow but yeah it'll go from 30 next day it'll be 70 yeah then it'll be 40 then it'll be 60 i'm like it's just going allergies are going insane yeah it's not it's al- almost like memphis it's not always thing. ideal for riding for, for putting no. in a program um, what do you like to do for training? Do you have time between your job and riding? Is that it? Or do you, what do you do for training? Yeah. So luckily I have like, uh, Drew Whitehead with DW performance, uh, puts my programs together. And luckily I have like a Wahoo in my house. Um, so I was able, I'm able to do like spins in the morning if I can, or at night, just kind of, I have a busy schedule pretty much to where I wake up in the morning, do some work, uh, go to the track, ride, do a little bit of work, come back. And then do a spin or something like that. But yeah, I kind of just try to fit it in as much as possible. Just the normal. It's my. It's a normal remoto schedule, just with work in between and all that. Yeah, I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to see you at the at shorts practice track bust out a, a twenty, and then uh, and then having sweat pouring down on your laptop while you try to solve an, a, an IT problem. <laughs> That'd be great. I need a video of this. That'd be fantastic. I know, right? Yeah. And then just, the, the computer just blows up because I got water all in. Do, do you code? Is that what? Is that do you do that kind of stuff or no? Um, I did a little bit when I was in college. So like there's a difference between, so like I explain it kind of, so I, uh, majored in it Mm -hmm. and coding is CS. So computer science, I explain it as computer science, like to a dirt bike, computer science are the Japanese guys building and designing the bike in Japan. Like they're the guys literally designing the bike and everything, seeing how it works. IT people is your mechanic at your local track fixing your top end. <laughs> like he's not designing the the crazy like smart smart people but he knows his stuff. So right. but that that's how I kind of explained it a little bit to so so I work with um I'm pretty much a data analyst. I'm a BI analyst. Uh, I'm work with data in the back end where I take the data that there is and I build reports out of them and give it to the customer that what they need. Okay, cool. And there's a little bit of SQL. Like what I do is called SQL, SQL. Okay. That's the type of coding I do. It's yep. not like 10,000 lines of code. It's like 100 lines of code. Right, right. Oh, interesting. Oh. Smarter than the average rider, that's for sure. Cartwright, in case you're wondering. Yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, FXR Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Privateer Island Life Podcast. Uh, well, hey, man, thanks for the time. Um, good luck. Like, yeah, uh, I'm starting to, like I said, I, I've, was impressed with you in San Diego. You, you passing Freddie, pulling away like really good main event on the chiz like you said. So yeah, man, keep it up. Um, really, really good riding to start the season, and you just missed it at Anaheim one, obviously crappy track and all of that. So, dude, now you got a triple crown uh, this weekend. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I, I I've, I'm kind of fifty fifty with them. I used to I used to hate them, but I kind of past couple years like two fifty last year. I did really well in them. So as long as I can get into that A practice, I'll be hopefully I'm in that A practice this weekend so I can have the fresher track and be able to kind of uh, get behind like someone pretty good and latch onto them to try to get a good time going in. Have you made a main in the Triple Crown? Uh not in 450, uh, 250 I yeah, have. Yeah, but 250 have? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 250 I have, but 450 I haven't. The only one, you probably remember this one cuz a lot of people do. Uh it was going to be my first ever main in 2020, I think it was. Uh, in Phoenix, it was in the LCQ. I had like three corners to go, and I jumped the rhythm and I looped out in the air. And yes, my bike went flying. Yes, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yes, and I do remember was, that. Yeah, 
that was such, that was going to be my first main. It was in a triple crown format. Like I was, I literally, it was last lap. I had literally three corners to go. And I think Jerry Robin ended up taking the last position. And I was so bummed out. Yeah. I remember us going like, what happened? What, what just happened? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, I hit, I overjumped the triple. I hit the face, and the bike just decided to do a pogo stick. Right. So on the on the on the triple crowns that you made um, on the two fifty side, uh, did you get in through the qualifying, or did you have to go to LCQs? Uh, through qualifying. Yeah. Yeah. I was that's, able, uh, that's nice. Then, yeah. Yeah, because I think Dallas. I think I qualified like I think it was sixteenth or something, and then St. Louis. I think I was around that area too. Yeah. It's nice to get in through the qualifying so you don't have to worry about anything no for sure absolutely well hey man like i said good job in san diego keep it up really stoked to uh, have you back on the show um and, and yeah keep it up keep making the 450 mains we'll we'll get you back on but uh, thanks for doing the uh, privateer island podcast man thanks man yeah thank you i'd love to be on again all right talk to you soon all right see you